Welcome to the STEM Everyday Podcast. Each episode features educators sharing their practical ideas to put more science, technology, engineering, and math into every classroom every day. For show notes and more information, visit dailystem.com. Here's your host, Chris Woods. And thanks again for joining us on today's episode of the STEM Everyday Podcast. It's so exciting to be able to bring great educators doing amazing things in their classrooms and in their schools and and help them to share their ideas with with all of us out here. I get to learn as much as all of the listeners do today. And today we welcome Mindy Pastuzak, and she is a K-5 STEAM teacher in Virginia. Welcome to the show, Mindy. Thanks so much for having me, Chris. I'm super excited to be part of your podcast. And Mindy is a close friend of Brittany Ballou, who was also on the STEM Everyday podcast back on episode 83. And you should definitely check that episode out because we, we can both give a shout out here to Brittany, how, how super of a STEM teacher she is. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And such a supportive coworker, friend. Wonderful. Yeah. And again, uh, right away, just a a good uh, idea that Mindy and I were chatting with before we started is that it's so important to find someone that that you can bounce those ideas off of. Oh, absolutely. And Brittany is my my yes girl that, you know, I can come up with the most insane ideas. We were at a conference and I got Rube Goldberg in my head and she was like, we're going to make this happen. And we did. And the next year we went back, it was uh, the Virginia Council for Children's Engineering. And right there, we were presenting the next year. We haven't looked back since. (laughs) That's awesome. Find that person, teachers, no matter what school you are in, uh, somebody in your school is is willing to be that, hey, let's try this. Let's do that. Let's step out of the box. Let's let's be a little rebellious and and try something that's going to benefit those kids, right? Absolutely. Um, and so many people find uh, find those people, even if they're maybe not at your own school, they find them through Twitter. And and again, you could find Mindy at Mindy Pastuzak, which is P-A-S-T-U-S-Z-A-K. And of course, that's in the show notes as well, if you have a hard time spelling that. But um, Mindy, just tell us a little bit real quick of how you came to not, not just to be in education, but you kind of jumped into the, the STEAM part. I did. This is my 21st year teaching in public education. Awesome. And... Yeah, and I I went from a Title I school, taught some gifted kids, you know, and I moved into a gifted zone, and that's where I met Brittany. I found my passion for technology, and I worked with some great technology coaches, and and I really thought that that's where I wanted to, you know, really put my focus in my career. And when I met Brittany, um, I'd kind of, you know, creep over to her classroom and see what the kids were doing, and and I... (laughs) I wanted to be part of her class yeah. and, and I was like, you know what, this is a perfect matching for putting my passion of technology and matching it and having something that I could apply on a daily basis with the kids. And, um, and I just never looked back from there. Yeah. And I think a lot of teachers are like that. They try it a little bit. They just try something. They try a project. Maybe they even try those simple things like the marshmallow tower challenge or, um, or even just having kids build catapults with, with um, plastic spoons. But sometimes just those little things that you get started and you try them and then all of a sudden the kids are like, hey, that was fun. Can we do more? Right. Oh, yeah. My, my, first, my first true project, my first, well, STEAM, was yep. uh, the kids created dioramas of the famous 20th century Virginians. And, and I was like, there's, you know, no other way for me to teach this besides standing up in front of the classroom and, and 
giving them the information. Mm -hmm. And they created these dioramas and they became interactive with the Makey Makeys. So I moved from teacher to facilitator where the kids were researching and they were finding answers to who are these people and why do they matter to us today? And, And I found that I took great pleasure in watching the kids learn and discover, they found more information than what I could ever offer them. And they took that ownership and we set up their dioramas, the computers with the makey makeys, and they went around um, like a gallery and they learned from each other. And it, it meant so much more to them than me just handing them that information. Oh yeah. We, we often just say, well, but it'll be easier. It'll be, it'll be quicker. We can just get to the information and we can get through it. But um, what we often find is that you go through that information and, and kids don't remember any of it. There's no, there's no connection point. Absolutely. And to, to see what they came up with, um, you know, for their dioramas and their um, interactive touch points with those makey makeys was incredible. Yeah. And I think kids, I think we're seeing more and more, uh, they're becoming very savvy in terms of, of understanding what STEM is. A kid knows, they may not know what all those letters of the acronym mean, depending on their age and stuff, but, but they know as soon as a teacher says, hey, we're going to be doing some STEM today, uh, they're excited. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I feel like I'm famous at school. <laughs> the kids are like, what are we doing today? And, yeah. and it's really exciting for them. Um, yes. To know that what they're learning in their classrooms, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, look at something with like force and motion or with sound and we're applying that and they're like, wait, we've done this. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, but this is now how it works and you're going to do it. So right away there. And again, we're chatting with Mindy Pastizak. And again, you can find her on Twitter at Mindy Pastizak. And of course, that's in the show notes as well. You've seen already just in a few short years of doing STEM and and STEAM teaching and coaching and stuff in your school already. uh, What are some of those great things you see that just, I mean, you already shared about using Makey Makeys and, and, and making it more than just a diorama that maybe all of us made back when we were kids. What what are some other things you've seen just work really well? Anything where the kids can interact with content. Um, I've seen just, you know, I'm, I'm at a different school this, you know, the, for these past two years to mm-hmm. teach team all day, every day, which, you know, of course is that dream job. But yeah. the kids realize that even if something doesn't work the way that they think it should or the way that they want to, it's no longer a catastrophe or a disaster. They're like, well, we learned that this doesn't work. Let's try something else. Yeah. And it makes them more confident and more willing to try things. And, and I'm thinking of that kid that maybe screws up something on their, their worksheet and they start erasing it. And then the paper rips and, and they're ready to quit. It's a whole, it's a whole different feeling that if they're building something and it falls over and they're not going to quit that. They want to accomplish it. And they've already invested some of that, um, that equity into that. Oh, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, when we do, um, conductive cards, we do like a winter last year, I did a winter themed, mm-hmm. um, foldable card. So they were doing some paper engineering. They were incorporating the electricity with the LEDs and the batteries. And, and I had kids who did not identify, themselves as being somebody who was good in science. Like these were the kids who had success. They were able to then explain how things were working. They became the experts for their classmates, which to see the smiles on their faces and 
to be like, wow, I'm good at this. I'm good at science. I'm good at math. It, um, it's, it's so amazing when a kid comes up to you and, and is so excited about what they've made. The, the, the Mr. Woods, look at what I made or Mrs. Pestzak, look what I made. Yeah, absolutely. And, and to know that, that they're going home and they're trying things on their own mm. is also really exciting for me too. You mean, wait, hold on, stop. You, you mean this, <laughs> the, the learning can happen after they go home or le- when they leave the steam class or anything like that? Right. <laughs> this is this is all wrong. I'd like to back up and say we need to erase all this episode because you have just no. I'm kidding. Uh, that's so important, Mindy. So thank you for bringing that up because kids do need to realize that it's part of everything they do. And and making a card is a simple way to do that because Absolutely. then then they give that card to somebody and mm-hmm. and they get to say, look what I made. And then everybody's of course is going to ask, well, how does it work, right? Absolutely. Like, how did you do this? And, you know, and the questions with the cards, you know, can I add another LED? So it's, well, how would you do that? What type of circuit is this? And, you know, it's, it's me. Series in parallel. Boy, these, these kids are going to be ready to fix the Christmas lights that don't work from the, the 1970s. So, um, now you, you said, you know, uh, did you, how did you actually use t- uh, to complete the circuits on your cards? Cause I know a lot of teachers are probably listening. Maybe they've heard of this project or seen pictures of it and things, but, um, you got LEDs, you got batteries, um, the copper tape mm-hmm. on the back of the card. Yep. Um, I use hot glue to, to go around the battery. Um, and then the kids are like, well, how do I turn it on? I'm like, well, that's a great question. How are you going to turn it on? What do you need? So it's them figuring out what is going to conduct electricity to make that switch. Yeah. So. And, and I love uh, one of one of the things that Mindy wrote on, on her donors choose site is that her best part of her day is the what if when she gets that what if from a kid. And, and that's really what it's all about. Or yeah, because it's what if we added another one and the problem solving because I did not realize this, but um, the LEDs, they all pull different voltage. So Uh if you try to put, and I think it's blue and red. Um, I had a student put two blues and a red and the red wasn't working, but they tried, you know, swapping it out with a white and they're like, well, why, why does this happen? Like, what if I wanted three red LEDs? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Try it out. And then going to get and then if they really want to learn those things, then they have to say, okay, where am I going to find that information? And, and you've just, um, yeah. you've just blown their minds. Great job, Mindy. Um, some other ideas, uh, another, tell us another great idea since you've already got so many good ones for us. Let's see. I have not done it this year. I've been working with my art teacher because she teaches the kids how to sew. Oh, great. And yeah. And before I got into my own steam classroom, I was inspired by Colleen Graves. Oh yeah. I saw her on Twitter and I saw she had one of those starry night soft circuit cuffs and I saw her and I was like, I want that. I want to do that. So I started doing some exploring and I, you know, was piecing things together. And then I realized that Colleen Graves has a book. Uh (laughs) How to do everything. But it was that for me, it was trying, you know, that conductive thread and what kind of battery holder and, you know, to go through that process. So I did that with my kids, my last year of just of teaching four or five gifted. And my kids were very successful with that. So in my new building, I started partnering with my art teacher to say, mm-hmm. what could we do? Yeah. How could we incorporate her art? Because I only get to see the kids 40 minutes once a week. 
So, and that's not a lot of time. So you have to look out of your classroom for who's doing what and how could you use their expertise to help you and your kids. So she and and I are working on that. And, and again, if you've got another teacher in your school, if, if you're not the STEAM teacher or STEM teacher and you say, hey, I would love to work together with you. Or if you are the STEM STEAM teacher and you reach out to somebody or even if you don't have a STEM and STEAM teacher, but just reaching out and that collaborating is so important. And, and if anybody, uh, many you mentioned Colleen Graves, you can find her at ColleenGraves.org or uh, at Graves Colleen on, on Twitter. And yeah, she, she's got so many uh, great things that she, she shares, especially a lot of things that would work with Makey Makey and things like that. So yes. yes. Well, and the other person, it was uh, Maureen Fruv. Um, she's, I think her Twitter handle is at Fruz Cruise and she is from Pittsburgh and she was doing some really cool things with motors and electricity. And I reached out to her through Twitter and I asked her, you have these great, art spinners that work with circuitry and how do you do this? And she Skyped in with my kids and she taught us. And that also boosted my confidence to start going into those soft circuits and those cards. So it's also, you know, not only finding somebody in your building, like you were saying, Chris, but looking outside of your building, who can help you and who's willing. And I found that the Twitterverse is Oh, You're very helpful. <laughs> yeah. And again, um, that's, that's how Mindy and I met. And it's just such, such a great resource. And everybody is so willing to say, Hey, I've got an idea. Uh, but how do I do it? Um, it's like you said, uh, Brittany was that, that yes girl for you that to say, yeah, there's a way to do it. And there's so many people willing to just share ideas or you can steal their ideas and borrow their ideas and, and um, tweak them to fit your kids and your age and, and everything. But if you're not on Twitter already, just try it um, and, and, and ask somebody in your school to help you that's, that you know is definitely into that. Everything always works too, right, Mindy? Nothing ever failed with your kids? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Give us a good failure story. Oh, my gosh. Anything with kindergarten and first grade has been <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, because... Out of my 21 years of teaching, this is my second year doing STEAM with K through five. But prior to that, you know, I had 18 years of teaching, well, 17 years of four or five and one year of teaching third grade. So for me to take this position, you know, I think also with STEAM, people need to to understand that things aren't always going to work and that, okay, and the kids are very forgiving. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, ah, it's not working the way I wanted it to. And they're like, oh, yeah, us too. We all make mistakes. And, you know, let's fix this. Yep. So one of the things that I discovered with my kindergartners and my first graders um, is that when I'm doing a design challenge and I post it on the board for the kids to look at, I was running around saying, how many straws are you allowed to have? How many pipe cleaners? And they would look at me like I was purple. So what I started to do with my kindergartners and first graders, not only do I have the written STEM challenge, but I started posting pictures Mm. of like a straw. And then I would put underneath two straws, (laughs) Um, teaching the kids how to glue. You know, I've had very um, mindful about what skills am I teaching them? So cardboard attachments was one because the kids try to, glue the bottom very narrow piece to another very narrow piece. So it's not going to look like steam all the time, but it's teaching the kids those skills that they're going to use 
and leaders team challenges. Right. And again, it all comes back to problem solving. It all comes back to uh, helping kids be real problem solvers, not just the problems on a worksheet, but actually what are the real things they're going to face someday. And, and again, so many reasons why just adding some STEM into a classroom to even just little bits of it, just starting, just trying something. Um, and um, a, lot of, a lot of the ideas you've shared. Yeah. And being mindful to what you're doing and why you're doing it. What skills are you hoping to get? What part of STEAM is this actually, you know, focusing on um, to make sure that the kids are having meaningful STEAM experiences? Right. Like not, like not just making a card that lights up. Exactly. Or not just a tower. Like what are you actually teaching them? So with, with the little ones, it's teaching them about it's going to be a wide base and you need to think about what materials you're using. And, you know, steam does just doesn't happen overnight. It has to be something that they practice Mm -hmm. and it's not something that many of the kids experience naturally. You're just based on our education system. Right. And I mean, you think years ago, it was, it, it was nothing for a kid to go in their backyard and build a tree fort or go in the garage and, and take something apart and try to make it work because you could understand all the parts inside something and, 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 right. or maybe, and maybe there was somebody at home to, to be watching. And maybe now they don't have those kinds of opportunities or they're busy rushing from one thing to another. Uh, it's so important that we give kids those opportunities to, to just try uh, things. And like you said, Mindy, sometimes they don't work in our classroom and we get to admit it right along <laughs> with the kids that this didn't work and, and that's okay. And yes, um, and steam is loud and it, it can be messy. It is, it is messy. That's one thing that I remember Brittany especially said when she was on the podcast, it can be messy and it should almost be messy sometimes. Yeah. Yes. I had a conversation with uh, my custodial staff and they were like, this is pasta Zach. It takes us over a half hour to clean your room every day. And I, you know, and I'm like, well, it's not that bad. Yeah. But then I look at all of the tiny hole punch residue and yeah. the glue on the table and you know, all right. So the, so the other suggestion that Mindy is saying is that make sure that now and then you have a, a steam activity of making cookies or snacks yeah. with your kids and leave those, <laughs> leave those for the custodians. Um, and they will, they will continue to clean your classroom. Um, yes. But really, I mean, cooking and, and stuff is a, is a great example too of. Um, yes. Yes. And that's, that's where, like, one of the things that I started with my love of technology, I worked with um, one of the technology teachers, and we made 3D cookie cutters. Oh. And, and the kids and she went through and, and we worked together and the kids came up with a reason that they were making the cookie cutters and what were they going to make cookies to benefit? Like, was it going to be to benefit like the SPCA? Mm-hmm. And then I watched Brittany that year, she did a cookie PBL and she took her kids and they baked cookies. And I was like, wait a minute, that's a natural connection. So we did, and we did like this giant cookie project that probably took about six weeks. So the kids made cookie cutters. I took them into bake. We made cookie drop boxes and I made cookies for the kids to test them, you know, to make sure that their cookies, you know, after they baked them, they could get them home safely. And um, I had some some heavy, heavy uh, critiquing of my cookies. Okay. And they were like, well, none of the cookies are breaking. So one of the kids, we were outside and they, they took a cookie and they dropped it. And they're like, even without the box, it doesn't break, Mrs. Pastizak. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> You're talking about my baking, man. 
<laughs> That's good. No, I would, I, I would love it if teachers in our school um, baked cookies and had, had me test out the cookies. I would be fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, but, but, I was surprised because, you know, we took over the cafeteria and the cafeteria staff was like, sure, you know, we'll help you, you know, here are some trays. And the principal walked in and I had tried, I was like, okay, guys, you know, this is your recipe. They were doubling it using the fractions and the measurement. Oh, yeah. And I tried to heat them to like six tables. And the next thing I knew, pretty much every table in the cafeteria was being used. Yeah. And I did not have much faith in the kids that I wouldn't end up with like broken eggs or eggshells. They did a fabulous job. I taught them how to break an egg and they were like, oh, we got this. It's good. That's good. That's good. <laughs> so important. So important to give kids those opportunities. And, and again, yeah. to give them some real skills. And like we were talking about earlier, Mindy, um, more than just let's build a tower, more than just, but actually seeing the reason behind uh, some of those things right. so they can eat healthy and grow up and eat cookies. <laughs> With cookies, yes. <laughs> so a couple of their last questions. Again, we're chatting with Mindy Pastuzak and, and so many great ideas today. I'm so thankful that we could finally have Mindy on this show. Um, what's your hope for STEM education in the future? What do you, what do you hope? What do you, what do you want to see? Well, towards? well you know, I, I look at what ha what's happening right now in education and that you know, we're so test focused mm -hmm. and that teachers need to be in the same place, doing the same thing in the classrooms. And my hope is that people will realize that, you know, we're told as teachers, kids don't all learn the same and right. learning doesn't look the same for everybody. But I hope that countywide, statewide, nationwide, that people realize that STEAM education, no matter what challenge you're giving the kids, it's going to look different. Yeah. The kids are going to solve it differently. It's not going to be all paper and pencil. When I, you know, the first time I ever did cards, those light up cards in my classroom, I did it with a bunch of fourth graders. And it was because I wanted to do it. It mm -hmm. wasn't on pacing. It was Valentine's Day. And then by the time pacing came around to me teaching them electricity, I did my introduction. And they're like, oh, yeah, open circuit, closed circuit, conductive, you know. Yeah. And I, I looked at them and I was like, how do you know this? And they're like, oh, we did the cards. Yeah. So, you know, I hope that administration, central office staff realize that, you know, there's a practical use for STEAM education and yep. that it has great meaning for kids and that they permit the teachers to, like Ms. Rizzle says, take chances, get messy, you know, you <laughs> make go. mistakes, right? Yep. And, it, and it's more than just, you know, something that, that the school district can brag about and say, we have STEM and we have STEAM education. It's, it's so much right. more than that. So. And that it's not in an isolated silo anymore is that oh. it's everywhere. Again, uh, trying to collaborate with those other teachers in your school, like, like you mentioned, Mindy. And again, uh, last question, if you could have somebody from STEM, past or present, and Mindy is already excited to answer this, I can tell. I am, I'm so who, excited. Who would you love to have come into your classroom? I, you know what, I, I would love to have Jules Verne come into my classroom. Okay, um, you enlighten me. Okay, Jules Verne, the author of 20,000... Oh, yes. Jules Verne. Yes. Yes. I not only love steam, but I am an avid reader. And to read 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Journey to the Center of the Earth, and all of his books that he, you know, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, there were submarines at that point, but he had that vision to say, 
this is like, wow, what if we did this? Yeah. And, and he, he was that great visionary and, mm-hmm. and people have quoted him to say, you know, the inspiration for space travel. And, yeah. and I would love to ask him, where did you get your ideas from? And you know, compliment his bravery for not thinking, you know, not letting people be like, those are crazy ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or what are you doing? You're supposed to be a writer, not a scientist. You can't combine those two. That's just, that's just way wrong. Absolutely. And of course, back to the future, you know, they, (laughs) Doc Doc Brown loves, loves Jules Verne. He names his two kids in the final, you know, part three names his kids, Jules and Verne. So any other last thoughts, Mindy, it's been so great chatting with you today. I encourage teachers to try steam for themselves to, if they see something out there, ask, ask for help, Um, Mm -hmm. try it out, try it for yourself. Because if you're excited about it, it's going to be excited to go to school and not be like, Oh, it's a Monday. It's, I can't wait to show this to the kids and yeah. to see what they can do and, and to have faith in your kids. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it's all about. I can't wait to get to school and, and show the right. kids. Because if you're excited to go, then they probably are too. So if you're feeling a little bit, you know, unexcited about going to school, even on a Monday, maybe STEM is the, uh, the prescription you need for, uh, for feeling better about that. So Mindy, uh, so great to chat with you today. I really, really appreciate you being on the STEM Everyday Podcast. Well, Chris, thank you so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to this. Thank you. Great. And again, you can find Mindy Pastuzak on Twitter at Mindy Pastuzak. Uh, the ways to connect with her in the show notes, she'd love to be able to share ideas and, and steal your ideas as well. So, um, and again, you can always uh, find all sorts of great ideas on all the STEM Everyday podcasts and uh, feel free to subscribe or leave a review on the podcast app of your choice and connect with me on Twitter at Daily STEM or at dailystem.com. And I hope you have a great day adding some STEM to your classroom. You've been listening to this podcast on the ESDAC Broadcasting Network. To find out more information about this or other episodes, please visit remarkablechatter.com or dailystem.com.